Greetings and welcome to the Redeeming Love Bible Broadcast. My name is Phil Duddy, Evangelist with Grace Baptist Tabernacle of King, North Carolina. Always glad to have you with me on the program today. Um, Redeeming the Lost at iCloud.com. Feel free to reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. And uh, today we're going to be continuing on in our series, uh, What is Salvation? Um, according to the Bible. And uh, we saw in the last program, uh, salvation is very simply... Um, very simply understood as preservation from destruction. It's an act of saving. It's an act of preservation from destruction. And uh, what is that destruction? Um, ultimately speaking, it is eternity in hell. Uh, that is the destruction uh, that God uh, talks about in the Bible, God reveals in the Bible. And uh, that is um, God's um, wrath upon sin expressed. Uh, God's wrath upon sin expressed for an eternity and you know I understand even as I say it it is not a light thing uh, it is not just a theological concept uh, but salvation um, occurs uh, salvation is something that comes from God you can't understand salvation uh, without God or apart from God uh, he's a living God he interacts with living people and hallelujah and amen you know salvation comes when God saves a person from that destruction, saves a person from an eternity in hell. And, and instead of an eternity of damnation and an eternity of hell, uh, God gives them eternal life. God gives them forgiveness. God gives them joy. God gives them hope. God gives them peace. Uh, God, uh, you know, washes away the sin. God blesses with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Amen and hallelujah. And um, oh yes, in addition to all that, God also saves that person from, a, from an eternity in hell. And and that person is no longer, you know, on their way to hell, but amen and hallelujah, that person has eternal life and that person looks ahead to an eternity, to an eternity with God. That, you know, fellowship has been restored between a saved person and between the living God, amen and hallelujah. And uh, we're going to be continuing on with that. You know, as I said, you know, you can't really understand salvation apart from the living, apart from the fact that God is alive and God is living and God interacts with real people and God interacts with real people today. And so uh, we're going to be in the book of Matthew for this um, broadcast. Um, go into the book of Matthew chapter 1 and uh, we'll just read verse 18. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. Uh, when, Mary, his, when his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Uh, this is, you know, people refer to this as the virgin birth. And uh, we've got um, a, a really a, a miraculous situation here. Um, when Mary, his mother, was espoused to Joseph, um, they were um, considered to be legally married already, even though they had not come together yet, even though the marriage was not yet consummated. Um, his mother, Mary, was espoused to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And uh, literally, this means that God moved on her. Uh, God moved upon this woman. Um, the Holy Ghost moved upon this woman. And all of a sudden, um, you know, one moment there was, um, there was not life in her womb, and boom, you know, the next moment there was. Uh, God moved upon this young woman. And uh, this, you know, she had never known a man. Uh, she, she had not yet come together with Joseph. Um, and, you know, one moment 
um, there was no baby. And then the next minute, you know, she had conceived. And uh, this was the power of God moving. Uh, this was God moving upon this woman. And uh, this was God um, uh, putting life inside of her. And this life inside of her, um, you know, uh, we can go down, um, you know, verse 21. Um, the angel of the Lord appearing, and, um, you know, verse 20, rather. Uh, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, Joseph, in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For, and, you know, and here's the word again, for he shall save his people from their sins. He shall save his people from their sins. Now, this is what Jesus does. This is who Jesus is. And, um, and, and Jesus being born of a virgin, uh, that is God initiating. Uh, that is God sort of making the first move. Uh, that is God making provision for salvation to be a reality in the lives of people throughout history and in the lives of people down into the present day. Uh, that is God moving. Uh, that is God's heart. Uh, that is God in action. You know, yes, there is a just and a holy wrath, and yes, there is a redeeming love. Hallelujah and amen. That, 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 that is God moving. That is God's act of mercy. That is God's act of provision. God, you know, he sent his only begotten son. You know, fully God, fully man. Uh, he was born of a virgin. He laid aside his glory. He was born of a virgin. Hallelujah and amen. He grew, he learned obedience, and he did it all without sin. And friend, you know, he did it all without sin because that which is conceived of Mary, in Mary, is of the Holy Ghost of the Holy Ghost, of the action of God, of the will of God, of the power of God. Hallelujah and amen. You know, you, you see, sin in God's eyes, it's always going to require a response. Uh, it's an offense against him. It's an offense against his goodness. It is not of him. Uh, you know, we can say it that way. It's not, it's not according to God's nature. It's not who he is. Uh, God, God is holy by nature, and we are sinners by nature, and, you know, creation has fallen. And, you know, it's just there's a difference in the natures. There's a difference in the wills. There's a difference in the desires. There's a difference in the understanding of what is good and the understanding of what is not good. You know, and God's response in sin is, is judgment. It's judgment. It is God's truth with a capital T uh, versus fallen humanity's truth with a little t. You know, it, it is the truth uh, versus, you know, uh, lots and lots and lots of different versions of the truth. Because, you know, if you, if you line up 20 people uh, and you ask them, okay, what is good? Uh, you're, you're, you're going to get about 20 different answers. Uh, there might be some overlap between those people, uh, but uh, there, there will be some differences person to person. You see, um, uh, you know, part of the fall, and you can go back to Genesis for this, uh, part of the fall involved humanity getting the knowledge of good and evil. And we got that knowledge on a sort of in a conceptual way. Uh, we knew that there was good and there was evil, uh, but, you know, and this is a big but, you know, um, 
we naturally define it for ourselves. Uh, we decide for ourselves by nature if this is good or if this is not good. Um, is, is drunkenness good? Uh, is, um, you know, usage of hallucinogenic drugs, is that good? Uh, is fornication good? Is adultery good? Um, is, it, is it morally okay to lie here? Is it morally okay to steal here? Is it morally okay to dishonor my parents? Is it morally okay to blaspheme God, to use his name as a curse word? Um, you know, is, is that morally okay? And then, uh, you know, there are some people who look at the Bible and say, well, okay, you know, how do I line up with God? How, where do I overlap with God? Okay, God thinks that murder is wrong, uh, but God thinks that lying is a sin. And so, you know, do I agree with God? How much do I agree with God? You know, God is, you know, God is God, but how much do I agree with him? How much is, how much is he in line with me? Uh, that's sort of an example of, of, of our fallen morality. That's an example of our knowledge of good and evil in action. And it's, it's kind of hard to talk about quickly because you've got you know, you know how many billions of people alive today, and you've got how many billions of people who have lived through history, you know, and, and everybody does this. It's, you know, good and evil is sort of decided on this individualistic, you know, relative basis. Um, at the same time, that does not change who God is. Now, this does not change the fact that God is sovereign. God is in the highest place of authority over his creation and that God judges between good and evil. And God judges between good and evil according to who he is. And uh, this is another reason why sin is a, is a personal affront against God. It's a personal offense of God. You know, even, you know, the person who tries to line them up line themselves up morally with the Bible, uh, in a way, that person is setting themselves up as a judge against what God said. The Bible is the inerrant word of God, and, uh, and so anybody who self-righteously judges the word of God, self-righteously tries to apply um, their own fallen morality, their own fallen point of view, their own fallen um, you know, definitions of good, their own fallen definitions of evil. You know, we can get into it. You know, what is adultery? What is fornication? Uh, what is marriage? Uh, what is morality? What, you know, what, you know, what is it? You know, and, um, and so you got a person, they bring their own definitions, they bring their own views, they bring their own opinions, uh, they bring their own preferences, and they sort of say, well, okay, you know, I'll, I'll believe the Bible until it contradicts me. I'll believe the Bible until it tells me I'm in sin. I'll believe the Bible until it sort of, um, you know, steps on my moral toes, and then I'll throw it out. And then I'll start to accuse God. I'll start to accuse his church. I'll start to do this, that, and the other thing. And, and you know, sometimes it gets really ugly and sometimes it gets really destructive. Uh, but it goes back to the fact that we as fallen people, we as, you know, fallen sinners, you know, lost and dying sinners, uh, we tend to have this, um, you know, we have this tendency uh, to judge God. Uh, but that does not change the fact that God judges us. It does not change the fact that God has responded to sin by making his judgments known. You know, what does that mean? God, God shares what the truth is. 
God says what the truth is. God says that, you know, um, adultery is sin. God says that fornication is sin. God says that lying is sin. God says, honor thy father and thy mother. You know, God says this. And you, and you can go back, you know, many times I do, you can go back to the Ten Commandments. Uh, but every single one of those came from God. Every single one of those is an expression of who God is. It's an expression of God's nature. It's an expression of God's judgment. It's an expression that God judges that these things are good. God judges that these things are wicked. Uh, these things are iniquity. These things are sin. Uh, these things are um, abomination. And you know, in the Bible, you've got several different words as you go through the Bible. Uh, but God judges. You know, he is judge. He is just. And so he judges. And so he makes the truth to be known. And he makes the truth to be known in a very clear, in a, in a very relatively concise way. In a, very, in, in, in a way that is relatively easy to understand. And, you know, God makes it very easy for us to say, okay, you know, um, you know lying, okay, God thinks that's wrong. God thinks that's sin. Uh, okay, adultery, um, you know, God thinks that's sin. You know, what is marriage? Okay, you know, we go to the Bible. Okay, that's what it is, okay? You know, God has spoken on the matter. What is family? Um, you know, what is this? What is that? You know, God, God shares, you know, amen and hallelujah. He makes himself known. You know, but, the, but there's a difference uh, between fallen humanity and fallen morality and God's holiness. Uh, and with that difference fully in, in view, with that difference fully in mind, with that difference fully in heart, how did God respond? You know, God, you know, God's got a wrath, amen and hallelujah, but God is also merciful. He is also long-suffering. He is also slow to anger. Um, he, he is also gracious. And so God's response to sin was to step in and personally deal with it. And we get, the, we get the very beginnings of that coming to pass in a literal way in history in Matthew 1.18, the birth of Jesus Christ, the virgin birth. And, you know, like we said, God orchestrated this and God initiated this. This was God's will. Uh, you, you, know, uh, you know, no place do we see Mary and Joseph praying and asking God to come and do something about the sin problem and praying and asking God to do something about the sin problem through the virgin birth by putting the Messiah into her womb directly. Uh, you know, yeah, no place we get that, uh, but what the, this is just something that God did. In the fullness of times, God sent Jesus Christ. In the fullness of times, you know, Jesus Christ himself stepped down. He emptied himself of glory. He, he emptied himself. You know, you know, we get that from the book of Philippians. He stepped down. He emptied himself. And he, he humbled himself. And, and he, uh, you know, submitted himself to this. You know, you know, God, you know, Father, Son, and Spirit, they're all God. Uh, you know, they're, they're all God. And they're, they're all God at the same time. And they're all fully God. You know, but Jesus, the Son of God, Hallelujah and amen. Uh, he was born of a virgin in the fullness of times, according to God's will, according to God's desire, according to God's plan, according to God's working, according to God's power, Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. You know, and amen and hallelujah. You know, he is, he is long-suffering. He is loving, friend. And what did Jesus Christ do? 
you know, ultimately, when it was time, he laid down his life. Um, you know, Jesus means Savior. And so salvation is something that's very near and dear to the heart of God. You know, it's, it's, it's not the will of God that, any, that anybody should perish. And salvation in Jesus Christ is extended towards whosoever. Whosoever. Whosoever believes. Whosoever has faith. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord out of that faith. Whosoever believes Jesus. Whosoever believes God. Whosoever desires to be saved. Amen. You know, people people uh, get saved because they desire to be saved. Uh, people get saved. People ask Jesus to save them because they want to be saved. Whosoever, people ask Jesus to save them because they believe Jesus. Uh, friend, you know, whosoever puts their faith in Jesus Christ shall be saved. Amen and hallelujah. This is near and dear to the heart of God. You know, it's, it, you know, and so mercy and grace go to whoever believes in Jesus Christ by the will of God, by the initiation of God, by the provision of God. You see, Jesus Christ would shed his blood uh, to cover sin. He would shed his blood. He would become sin, and he would give himself as the atoning sacrifice for sin in the eyes of God. And this was all according to what God wanted to do for fallen humanity. You know, yes, humanity sinned. Yes, humanity offended. Yes, humanity transgressed. Yes, humanity provokes God. Yes, that is all true. And at the same exact time, it was God who responded by making a way. It was God who responded, if you will, by making, making it so humanity has a chance. Making it so that humanity has a chance to be saved. So that humanity has a chance to be saved from his destruction. So that humanity has an opportunity to hear the gospel, to hear the good news, and respond in belief. Respond not in backbreaking labor. Respond not in, uh, you know, um, not in hurting yourself. Not, not in, you know, self-destruction. Not in crushing guilt, not in depression, not in agony, not in not, 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 none of that, but, but to respond in faith. And how does God respond to faith? How does God respond to the people who respond to him in faith? He showers you with blessings. Amen. You get forgiven. You get, you get saved. You get made whole. All things are made new. You get you get the Holy Spirit. You get joy. You get he, you get healing. You get hope. You get peace. You know you get wisdom. You get every spiritual blessing in heavenly places from God, from the living God, in response to your faith. You know, so Amen and Hallelujah. This is this is who God is. You know, you know, sin's going to be dealt with. And, and friend, you know, God has made a way so that you can be saved from destruction. And instead of destruction, you actually get blessed. You actually get blessing. You get joy, hope, peace, everything that I just said. You, you get every spiritual blessing in heavenly places per the book of Ephesians. You know, that's in the word of God. Per the word of God, you get blessed. When you get saved, you get blessed when you put your faith in Jesus Christ. You get a restored relationship with the living God, the God who created you, the God who knows you, and the God who loves you. 
And friend, that is, that is the highest blessing. Amen and hallelujah. So yes, you do get saved from hell and God doesn't stop there. Amen. You know, God doesn't leave you alone. God moves in. You know, amen. You know, you get the Holy Spirit. You get the indwelling spirit of God. You know, and friend, you know, that is mercy and grace. Uh, to those who receive Jesus in faith, that is mercy and grace to those who respond to Jesus in faith. And friend, you know, it is a sobering thing. There is destruction and there, and, and there is damnation for those who reject Jesus. And that is, that is Bible truth, friend. You know, that's not just turn, and, turn or burn preaching, but, you know, friend, that, that's, you know, you know I got to tell you, that's the Bible truth. You know, reject the blood of Jesus, reject Jesus himself, and friend, there's nothing left to answer for your sin. Uh, friend, there's nothing left to atone for your sin in the eyes of God. Friend, there's nothing left, you know, but, you know, you know, there, there's nothing left but hell. Um, and friends, may you turn, you know, if God shows you that you're lost through this preaching, may you turn and may you put your faith in Jesus Christ. You know, pray to God, call upon the name of the Lord if you, if you, if you believe, if you have that saving faith, if you hear this and you believe, yes, God, I'm a sinner. Yes, God, I'm lost. Yes, God, I'm dying. Yes, God, I'm going to hell. Yes, God, you're holy. Yes, God, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ shed his blood. I believe in who he is. I believe in, in him as a personal living God. You know, hallelujah and amen, Jesus, and save, save me. You know, call upon the name of the Lord, friend, and you will see that he's a wonderful, merciful savior. And, you know, we will continue this on the next broadcast, What is Salvation According to the Word of God. I want to thank you so much for listening. And uh, we do want to hear from you, um, you know, uh, whether you're Christian or whether you, you are not Christian, um, uh, whether God has just saved you a moment ago. You know, friend, we want to hear from you. We want to be a continuing blessing in your life. Uh, so please do reach out to us, redeemingthelost at iCloud.com. Uh, we would be delighted to hear from you. Uh, please do um, also feel free. We're Ministry of Grace Baptist Tabernacle. Uh, we are located in King, North Carolina, and you can find our information at gbtministries.com. You can reach out to us in that way. You know, and also, um, you know, if God is moving upon you, um, you know, we've had this podcast up and, up and running for, you know, a little while now, and God, God really expanded you know this ministry um, last year in 2020 uh, but you know I want to put out an invitation as well you know if God is moving on you to come and join us here in North Carolina if God's moving you to come and be a part of uh, what he is doing here locally in our church and what he is doing in and through us locally in the state of North Carolina you know, sort of on a street level, on a personal way. Uh, but friend, you know, uh, feel free, uh, reach out to us. We would love to hear from you. That's actually um, how I personally got to be a part of this church. It was an online message, uh, maybe one just like this. And God showed me that I was a sinner. God showed me that I, that I was lost and I prayed to be saved. God saved me and I reached out to the church. Amen. Um, you know, long story short, and, and it is a long story, uh, but friend, that, that's a very, very much a simplified streamline version of it but um but if god's doing that in you uh right now if god's calling you to join with us in north carolina uh, please do reach out to us we would love to hear from you redeeming the lost at icloud.com please do reach out and um in the meantime uh, we will continue this uh series in the next broadcast and in the meantime want to thank you for listening here invite you to join us then and may the lord richly bless you amen but now there's no more blood to be shed